Hello, my name is Alex Wood, and this is the third episode of the Find Destiny podcast. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about money and the necessity of it. And no matter how much we would just like to uh, sit around and wait for our true calling and our destiny to find us, and we can get carried away and, and go on our adventure. There's no getting around it that eventually money will, the need for money will force us into action. We live in a society today where you can't just do nothing. If you went to your bedroom and hid away and uh, didn't want to come out, money would eventually find you or chaos would find you. It would knock on your door and it would come in the form of a bill you had to pay, most likely rent. At that point, you would be forced into action. So you can look at it as a good thing or a bad thing, but money uh, forces uh, productivity. It forces humans into, into action. And so let's just start by saying that you can't get around it and we need to get money, so you need to get a job. Because the first step in the roadmap to finding your destiny is that you take only what you need in the form of food, shelter, and companionship, and the first two are most certainly going to require money, unless you're living on, uh, living at mom and dad's, then good for you. But for the majority of us, we need a job. And it's easy when you go on Indeed and you type in uh, entry-level job and your location. Uh, there's no lack of jobs. First of all, let me just say that have you gone on the internet and just typed in entry level jobs there are hundreds if not thousands of people and companies hiring so first of all to say that uh, the economy is not good or people aren't hiring is simply not true and there are certain things so you, so you're going to have to pick one of them and it's probably going to suck let's just say that right now an entry level job no matter where you go is probably going to suck that's okay you're going to want to avoid it. And even wanting to avoid it, that's okay. It's not to be looked at as something that's going to suck away your time and energy. It will. But so does going to the gym and lifting weights. So why do we willingly go to the gym and give our time and energy to that when it may bring discomfort, it may bring pain in our body, uh, going to the gym and working out very vigorously can be tiresome. So all of the things that happen when you're working at a crappy day job, you experience the same things at the gym, yet when we're at the gym, there seems to be more of a will or a drive to do better and to push. And when we experience those things in our day job, we have a proclivity to cower or hide away or want to leave early and get home so we can take our shoes off and, and crack a beer or a glass of wine. So it, it, it's easy to say that why don't we look at our crappy day jobs the way we look at going to the gym? Because the benefits are the same. And this, minus the physical, you know, your muscle fibers getting torn and you building muscle. But, but the benefits are the same. You do what you don't want to do. You force yourself to do things you don't want to do in order to build character and build discipline. 
And when you find your destiny, maybe it'll be tomorrow, it could be years from now. When you find the path you're meant to be on in life, that doesn't mean it comes without obstacles. That doesn't mean it's, it's smooth sailing from here on out. When you find your path, it's still going to require discipline and hard work and effort and sacrifice. So look at your day job like training. Like every hero in your, of the stories you've read in your life, of the, of the big ones, Lord of the Rings, uh, Harry Potter, any superhero movie. You are the hero in your own life, in your own story, and every hero you, you have ever read about trained. He trained his skills. And you might be thinking, but Alex, I don't know how digging ditches Monday through Friday is lending, is giving me a skill set that I can use when my destiny comes. And that's absolutely false. It's absolutely false. Simply by doing th- something you don't want to do requires effort, requires willpower. And the byproduct of that is discipline. The, the byproduct of that is, is character. Now, that doesn't mean that when you're picking an entry-level job, you go for the, the most difficult thing. You're like, well, I'm going to build, I'm going to uh, climb the biggest mountain right away. That's the, that is a great way to get overwhelmed quickly and to find yourself back in your bedroom uh, in the fetal position with the lights off. You want to take off to, uh, to steal a, a line from Jordan Peterson. You want to find something that is just a, you bite off a little more than you can chew. Just a little more because that, that little bit of difference will turn itself into character or into discipline or into one of those attributes you need on your in life. So what do you look for when you're finding your next job? Number one, you need to find something that lends itself to your talents. And don't overthink this. Your talent is just something you can do naturally that you do better than the average person. Just slightly better. It doesn't have to be that much. So, for example, if you draw a circle, you can naturally draw a circle better than the average person. Then you have a talent for drawing circles. That is, so don't overthink these talents. That's all they are. You know them. Don't overthink them. The second is, don't pick something that's going to bore you. Boredom is... it's boredom is the gateway drug to hate because you start feeling bored at work then you start feeling cynical then you start judging then you start feeling bitter then you get crabby then you get angry then you get hateful and nobody nowhere no company wants to hire an angry person so if boredom is left unchecked, that's what it devolves into. So know that and and don't let it get to that point. Quit your job before it gets to that point if you can't fix it in another way. The second step is 
or I think we covered the first one is something that lends itself to your talents, something that doesn't make you bored. Uh, so that would be that would be find something you have a, a, an interest in, and it doesn't have to be great. Something you have a general interest in, or something that gives you fi- a sense of purpose or meaning. Those things will help combat the boredom. The third thing is pick something that doesn't stress you out. And everybody knows this, and very few do it. But stress if left unchecked, will eat away at your creative energy. So whatever side projects you have, like finding your destiny or building a company or, or hobbies or extra, extracurriculars you have outside of your day job, if your job is stressing you, that's, the, that's a great way to kill off everything outside of your job. It's, it's a great way to lose your curiosity for everything else in your life. And there's a difference between knowing if your job is stressing you out or if your life is stressing you out. And there is a real difference. If you're not at work, if you don't even have a job, and you're already stressed out, well then you're not in a good position. You have to figure out how to balance yourself. And that way you'll know if it's the job stressing you out versus you. Because two people can do the same job and one can be completely relaxed and the other would be pulling their hair out. You need to be able to, to delineate that and figure out whether it's the job or you. And that's a, that's a skill on its own. And I can talk about that at, on a later date. But those are the three checkboxes, let's call them. And when you find a, a, an entry-level job or any job that meets those three checkboxes, don't overanalyze it. I would say give it a try. Give it a try. And that's something that, uh, a phrase that isn't used a lot when looking at jobs, just give it a try. Because it, a try should be, at least in my opinion, six months. Six months is a long enough time to give, uh, to allow your body, <laughs> to allow your body to adjust to that new job. So you're going to get a job. It's going to, all three of those boxes are going to be checked. It's going to be your first week or your second week of work, and you're going to hate it. That's okay. You have to give your body time to adjust. You have to be trained. You have to get comfortable with the actions, the patterns, the behaviors. And once you've nestled into that job, then you make the determination. And I think that's at least six months. If after six months, nothing has improved, and you generally dislike the job, then just quit. Now, for some reason, just quitting seems to be a task for people. And looking at why, I think the number one reason is fear of judgment from others, from yourself, from your family, from your friends, and from the coworkers at that company you're working at. Do you think they'll view, they'll view you as a quitter or as a piece of crap or, or whatever? You simply have to get over that. If you want to find your destiny bad enough, you have to stop caring what people think. What's wrong with, with working a job for six months and getting a different job for another six months? 
well, you know, that's not going to look good on my resume, Alex. If I have a, if I'm working a new job every six months, that's not going to look good on your resume. What are you trying to get with your resume? You're trying to find your destiny. You think your destiny is going to look at your resume and then figure out what destiny to send? You're looking at it all wrong. Your resume has nothing to do with your destiny. So to say that you worked as a janitor for six months and then as a, a waitress for six months or a waiter, who cares? You're only in it for the money and for the skill sets you're building. You need money for food and shelter and you need to force yourself to do stuff you don't want to do to build character and discipline. Now what it says on your resume as far as the job you did to get those things does not matter at all. Get over that. If somebody is judging you and saying, Boy, what's wrong with that guy? Can't hold a job down. Don't be angry at them. Wish no ill will towards them. They are just upset. This is how you need to think about it. You need to wish them nothing but the best and feel sympathy for that person because you are on a journey and you are already well ahead of that person. If that person is judging you for quitting a job because you generally didn't like it, they're doing that because they're not on a journey and they haven't even thought about that for themselves. So don't wish no ill will towards that company or those people that judge you, even if the company treated you like crap. If somebody asks you, know, oh, you quit. Why? What, what happened? What went wrong? And your, your knee-jerk reaction is to, is to say something bad about that place. Why is that? You're, you're naturally going to go, well, you know, they didn't do this right, and they treated me poorly, or da-da-da-da-da. That's the wrong way to handle it. Absolutely. That's a great way to decrease your likelihood of getting hired at your next job. You want to have the best chance at getting hired no matter where you go and one way to do that is by being above all the trash talking of previous jobs and previous experiences and I, I and I I made a mistake on the first episode when I was talking about my time in the army and I said the army was a I said it was a vicious place or not a good place and shame on me I shouldn't have done that that was a mistake on my part what I should have said is that the army just wasn't for me and that it was time for change. That's all you have to say when somebody asks you somebody asks you why your previous job didn't work out or why you quit. It was just time for a change. And whatever they whatever else they think about you that's that's on them. You have bigger things to worry about. You're on an adventure. You're on a different path, okay? So you, you've got to, you got to get beyond that. And the best way to get beyond it is by doing it. I've quit jobs in the past. It's fine. And at first, I was that bitter person that said, you know, uh, you guys are wrong. I'm right. I'm leaving. And that was just the wrong answer. The wrong answer. You leave something because it's time for a change. That's it. So, to update you in my personal life, I am uh, 
like I said, I've uh, quit my past job because it was time for a change. And now I'm looking at entry-level jobs. I still have enough money that I can, I can go a ways without ha- needing a job, but it's getting close to that time where I need another. And I look at the jobs that are out there, and I don't want to do them. But I'm going to do one of them because I love myself enough to give my chance, to give myself a chance at destiny. To give yourself a chance at finding destiny, you have to do things you don't want to do. The more I live and and the more I research and read and study, that just seems to be more true and true everywhere I go. And uh, I look forward to updating you on how the the job search is going. I've already seen a few jobs that meet all the uh, check marks. (laughs) And uh, we'll see how that goes. And I'm also looking into getting some experts, if not on the podcast, just interviewing them and then bringing back their answers because as good as the internet is, I'm still filtering the knowledge from the internet through my own biases, 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 whatever. So it would be nice to get some fresh opinions and and perhaps shake up my way of thinking. Uh, So I'm looking into somebody somewhere in the psychology or philosophy fields to come onto the podcast. Um, Did I have anything else? I wanted to address something that I've been thinking about that I'm not going to dive into, but I'll probably hit on the next episode is when you look at heroes in our stories, like I used before, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, let's look at those central figures, the hero, because that's what you are. You are the hero in your own adventure, in your own story. How did destiny find these people? And the answer is just that. Destiny found them. Harry Potter didn't have to do anything to get the scar on his forehead. Frodo Baggins didn't have to do anything. Or Bilbo. To, they didn't have to do anything to find their destiny. Destiny found them. It picked them up and it lifted them up. And I think we do that in stories because that's what we want to happen with us. And that can happen to us. The thing is, we want it to happen right now, and that's not how destiny works. It's not on your timeline. You can do things to perhaps speed that timeline up. But part of that timeline is dictated by the universe. And you just have to, you have to put yourself in a place so that when destiny comes, you don't have much holding you down. You can let it pick you up, and carry you. So you need to make yourself emotionally available. (laughs) That sounds like relationship advice. And I guess it kind of is. And like I said, I haven't thought this out fully. Um, I'll just end it there, and we'll come back to it at a later time. But um, if you listened, uh, truly thank you for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, reach out to me 
at uh, Find Destiny Podcast on Instagram or on Facebook at um, at Find Destiny Podcast, I believe is what it is. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.